What's up, everybody? I am Robert Carden Jr., the host of This Is The Deal on YouTube. And I'm Seth Sheely, the man behind all the content at AAT. Hi, I'm Chrissy Brinson. I'm the owner of Advanced Auto Transfers. And welcome to our podcast, How To Be A Boss with Chrissy Brinson. We want to just help everyone succeed, you know, offering business tips, offering advice, and, you know... We just want to see everybody win. What better way to do that than to, you know, bring in our own boss, Miss Chrissy. So let's get started. Just to give a little bit of a background of myself. I, again, host This Is The Deal on YouTube for AAT. Been doing that for almost a year. I actually hosted my own podcast a few years ago called Everything But Politics. And I put it on hold because it was just too much. And uh, I reached... I believe like a hundred episodes with that. What else? I have been doing radio and audio stuff for as long as I can remember. Um, I'm currently the digital content manager here at AAT. So the stuff that you see on our website, on Facebook and things like that comes from me and Seth and from Chrissy, from her mind. Um, you don't have to I, give me credit for the stuff <laughs> that y'all do. <laughs> You pay for it, so it's you get credit. It's all you. It's all you. You pay Robert, for it, so Robert you get built just gave credit. like a whole like subtle shout out on him. So, like, yeah. I feel like that's go check out my old. Yeah, I feel like that's important. You know, people <laughs> yeah. need to know that they can trust us and we know what we're talking about. Like, y'all go check out my old podcast. Do not go check out my old podcast. I take bring it back to life, friend. I will one day. <laughs> I will one day. But when I bring it back, I will be talking about politics because it was part of the reason oh. I stopped is because it was so hard. Trying to find like stories and stuff to talk about that was not <laughs> politics related. Okay. And it I was during like, you know, the whole Trump presidency and stuff like that. So politics yeah. was in everybody's faces all the time. Got you. So 2025, Robert yes. brings it back to life. Got it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So moving on, Seth, what about you? Tell the folks about you. So I'm a mass media major, graduating in a month. Or by the time this comes out, I'll be graduating in like, I'm May 6th. I'm the digital content creator at AAT. You know, everything you see me and Robert basically make. And I have my own photography and videography business. So a little, a little subtle shout out to me, you know, TSC Productions. Go check it out. Um, <laughs> and yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of just gave myself a shout out so they'll see that this is not about me no. yeah it's Even not about it's me about yeah. me he also does music videos yeah and takes family portrait i do a lot of, okay you know what i do a lot of stuff you know he wants yeah. to be a rapper i do not want to be a rapper mm. hold on this isn't about me let's Chrissy, would you like to talk about yourself now? Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> like I said, my name is Chrissy Brinson. I'm the owner at Advanced Auto Transfers. Um, I've been in business for myself for about 11 years now. Um, we have grown tremendously over the last few. Um, my husband and I also own like rental properties and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I just run... The AAT sales team at this point. So, like, how did AAT get started? Because it's um, been around for a minute. Yeah, yeah, over a decade. Um, So, prior to advanced auto transfers, I worked for other companies. And I felt like there was a lot of opportunity 
in the industry that we're in, uh, but there was not a lot of structure in the companies that were available. And I don't know about you guys, but I need structure in my life to be able to to move forward and succeed. Um, so that was kind of the vision when I decided to open it up. Um, I had no idea what I was doing, and I didn't really know what the big picture was, but here we are. How, how long has it been around? You said over a decade. Yeah, 11 years. Does it feel like it's been 11 years? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so if you would have asked me that like two years ago, I would have been like, no, it's just flown by. But um, the the team that we've created over the last, you know, two or three years has just grown and, and went, you know, at a pace I've never gone at before. And there was a lot of, of growing that I had to do myself as a business owner in order to support them. Um, so yeah, the last last few years have been chaotic and hectic, but um, super rewarding. Super rewarding. I've I've learned so much um, to be able to to help other people, and and that's really why I started the business in the first place was to share the opportunity that I took advantage of myself as a sales rep with literally anybody else who wanted to take part in it. So like, people ask me all the time. Like when I say I work for AAT, what does AAT do? <laughs> what do we do? Um, so we do two things. Um, the first for our clients, we help new car dealerships manage their new car inventory. So we help them um, get inventory that they are not getting from the factory from other dealerships. Um, we help them get rid of stuff that they're having trouble retailing. So basically, we create this huge network across all the dealerships in the nation um, that they wouldn't necessarily have the time or the infrastructure in their dealership to create. So they're getting to take advantage of opportunities nationwide instead of just in their region. Um, the second thing that we do here is more employee-centered. So our sales team, um, they work like a well-oiled machine at this point. And we create employees who have financial freedom to do whatever it is they want to do in life. So um, we, we kind of look at coming to work, like obviously we're here to help ourselves because that's what everybody comes to work for. Um, but we know that in order to do that, we have to help our clients succeed. So we're looking for success for them and also success for each other in the meantime. And I think that's why we've been so successful. Now, I will say, although I've only been here, it hasn't even been a full year yet, almost. <laughs> it feels like the team that we have, as dysfunctional as we may be from time <laughs> to time, I feel like we have like a very solid group of people mm-hmm. that know how to, you know, put any kind of issues aside and focus on the main goal. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it has to be. So, uh, in the past, like, I mean, we've been open for a long time now, and I've seen so many people come through and do it so many different ways. And, you know, that was part of me and my journey was, was realizing if we want to get the same result, we have to create the same type of, you know, vibe in the office. So, like, if we have a really good day and we want to be able to duplicate it, we have to figure out, you know, how did that happen? And 
um, part of that journey was was making sure that all the the craziness wasn't in the office and that there wasn't, you know, when you say dysfunction, like, I feel like it, it means something totally different at this point in the game than it would have, you know, 10 years ago. So I think the dysfunction at this point is just us, like, cutting up and having a good time together, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily, like, you know, drama between employees or, like, crazy stuff. Yeah, we don't have beef with each other. Right, yeah. At least not that I know of. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, and, like, while, you know, little tiffs here and there will happen, I think that at the end of the day, everybody just knows, like, hey, we're here to get a job done, and I'm not going to be successful unless you're successful, so let's just put our personal aside and do what we're here to do, which is produce. So, like... I'll just, I just want to intervene right there, you know. Yeah, jump I, in here. Um, I feel like a lot of that, like, starts at the top, you know, like, kind of working here, like, I don't know how to say it. Um, It starts at the top and, like, the energy that you give off, like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, put personal aside and, like, just do the thing, you know. Absolutely. I mean, we all have personal like everybody does mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's you know stuff going on at home or like health related or whatever the case may be um and that's you know why we have the same morning routine every morning like everybody knows once we get started with that meeting we start doing squats like we're here to, to do a job welcome to work <laughs> you know what i mean so like it, it's kind of like everybody's cue to drop all the stuff that happened before that because we all have kids and like you know, kids be crazy in the mornings. So, you know, you never know what somebody deals with first thing in the morning when they get up. Like, maybe it's fighting with the kids. Maybe it's fighting with a spouse. Maybe it's just fighting traffic. And, like, when I want to make sure when they walk through the door that they know, like, hey, we're here to win. And this is going to be a good day regardless of how our morning has gone. So, um, yeah, I, I think you're you're right that does start with me and once I realized that as a business owner I was able to take control of what goes down in the office and create an environment that supports that mm-hmm. yeah I've, like the environment here is like great like kind of kind of what I was trying to say earlier like just I think like the first time I stepped foot in here like I could just I kind of I like the environment. Like it's a vibe. And that very first, that very first, <laughs> it is a vibe. That very first, like group interview, um, <laughs> he had us building a little paper tower, yeah. like, towers, and uh, I could just tell it was a, it was a vibe. Yeah, for sure. I mean, life is stressful enough, <clears throat> and who wants to come to work to a miserable job? Like mm-hmm. I know I can't get people to perform at the level that I need them to perform at to go further as a business if they're miserable while they're doing it. It's constantly going to be a fight. So, you know, I just want everybody to have a good time and and want to be here. I think that's the key is, like, I like to work myself, but I don't like to work when I'm doing something I don't love to do. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that AAT was, like, a good place that people could come and want to be here and want to produce and want to win and, you know, duplicate that throughout the whole office. And see, like, I, I I can't even lie sometimes during the morning meetings. Like, y'all get me so hyped up that when we leave, like, I'm ready to get on the phone and yeah. make some calls. Yeah, like, let's get on the phone and make some money. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I don't know the, the first dealership on the list. I work in the whole separate office, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm hyped. Like, let's go make some money. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's what... 
That's what get, I want to do. I'll be getting hired too. Yeah. <laughs> oh. so, yeah, let's get that 20% spiff. <laughs> right. Well, I feel like also, like you mentioned the group interviews. I think that's part of the reason why they're structured the way that they are. Because, like, first off, who likes coming to an interview? Like, that's miserable for both of us. I don't like weird interviews. I know the person on the other side. Like, it ends up being 21 questions if it's just, like, a normal thing. So, you know, I, I just – I do that group interview to make sure everybody knows what they're getting into. So, like, we do crazy stuff here. Like, they're digging in Lucky Charms right now and, you know, doing squat walks down the hallway in the morning meeting. So, I don't want people who come into the office, no matter what position they're in, to be opposed to doing stuff like that. Like, I want – I hire based off of culture, not experience whatsoever. Yeah, you told me that you hired me because you felt like I wouldn't start drama. Yeah, yeah, I mean, legit. <laughs> and I, I don't keep true. drama in my life. No, yeah. So you can't speak on what you thought about me. <laughs> <laughs> you have drama. Yours is just not work drama. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, this ain't to any of Seth's exes out there listening. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we know all your business. <laughs> this part isn't making the um, no, podcast, it's but no, it's no, no, no. We love the content. No. Keep it coming. Yeah. This, this part ain't making the podcast this but is, you know she thought I, I, i've told you she thought i was high at every interview i did i thought so like <laughs> you know i'm hiring him for a creative position <laughs> right and like you know Stone sometimes when you get yep. sold you just be like out there creating so i just assumed that he was just a stoner <laughs> he showed me the uh, video that he sent you <laughs> yeah it's put, good i gotta it's good i was like man no, no, you no, I gotta pull it up. I gotta pull it up. (laughs) So, for those that don't know, like after the group interviews, if we're still interested in in the position, Chrissy makes us film a video. (laughs) Yeah. And we have to say that, you know, we're still interested in it and like what we bring to the table and stuff like that. (laughs) I went to look for my video the other day and I'm kind of happy I didn't find it because mine is so embarrassing. I don't even look the same. Well, here's with yours, yours was just like a straight one shot video. Seth, you look like a baby in your video. You've come a long way in a year. <laughs> I have. I, <laughs> I was kind of reminiscing the other day. I'll let the, I'll let the video play first. Yeah, Put that up to the I mic. Because I bring it's so knowledge to the table in that area. Um, Not the knowledge. <laughs> I couldn't even get the words out. That's, that's embarrassing. I'm not going to finish that. But, and you yeah. know, to be honest, I don't even watch the whole video usually because I'm like (laughs) (laughs) like really I'm like the instructions are I want a video that's no more than 60 seconds telling why you'd be a good fit for the position it doesn't take 60 seconds to do that just like hey I'm eager to learn I want to make some money with you guys you look like you're winning let's go when do I get hired like that takes 10 seconds so anything after that is just fluff and I can already tell, like, from an interview and from that first 10 seconds, whether it's somebody who will make it here in this culture, in this environment. Um, so usually I have my mind made up at that point. That video is just a way of saying, hey, I want to continue through this and, and I want to come work for the company. So, you know, all that stuff <laughs> that you were just rambling on about, I, I didn't listen to it the first time. And I don't think we should listen to it now. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'll admit with my video, in my mind, I was like, this is for a content. I Okay, let's give a little bit of a backstory. I mm-hmm. applied for Seth's, Seth's yeah. position they were initially. 
But Chrissy created a position and gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm creative, not stoned. Creative. <laughs> <laughs> but the video that I created. Hashtag not and stoned. <laughs> I went to look for it the other day and I'm kind of grateful I didn't find it. I'm like, this is a content creator position. This will be mm-hmm. running social media. What better way to do this than to use TikTok? And I found out that Chrissy loved TikTok. So I filmed my I video. I was a TikToker in at that point, wasn't I? Yes. I filmed my video in TikTok. I tried to add like production value to it mm-hmm. with like yeah. <laughs> background music through some stickers and effects in there. And now I know you probably didn't even watch the no, whole thing. No, I did. I watched <laughs> you. So that did impress me now that you said that. Like I didn't remember that was you. Um, but I do remember that video. So yeah, that it stood out. And really, so I feel like in business and in sales and in really any area of your life, if you want something bad enough, you'll get creative enough to get it. Mm-hmm. So like you put a lot of thought into that video and like you you hit the mark because you wanted the job, like you wanted the position. It's not updated my entire resume for this job. Like <laughs> added the color on there, threw my picture on there, <laughs> threw some graphic design examples yeah. that I did. Yeah. I wanted this Y'all job. Y'all just gave me and like you know, a great content idea. Let's okay. go back. If we can, and try to find everyone's video, mm-hmm. and then like show where they're at now, you know, yeah. like where they were when they first applied, yeah, and like good. where they are now. We that's can save hours stuff. for our one year anniversary. That's coming up very so I, like so like soon. Chrissy said like l- last year. I I was <laughs> I was reminiscing about it though. That I was, was in like a totally. <laughs> 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 I was in a totally different area in life. Like like I think I was I was kind of like kind of lowballing myself on like videos and stuff like that and like kind of just stressed out mentally financially and like now i'm here and in a different mindset yeah so yeah and really so i had no intentions of being a business owner i was perfectly happy being a sales rep making commission and like i mean i i made decent money at that um I feel like anybody who opens a business, anybody who hires employees, uh, that's a whole different monster than just coming to work and having a job. Um, And I think that that's really like what you just said is why I still come to work every day and still am involved in the business. Like I love being able to have something that I've created that I can be proud of, but it helps other people do the same thing for themselves. So when when somebody works here for a year, I want them to be able to say like, hey, I've come so far over the last year and learned all of these things. Um, and I want, I want to be around people who are winning. And that's kind of why we work so well as an environment. Like you just, that's, that's the vibe. Like everybody wants something more than they have at the moment. And there's no contentness across the team yeah that's really kind of like what made me like up my prices on videos like yeah just being around like kind of coming in being around this mindset like you know we're making money we're winners Mm -hmm. like like being around people that are like like like-minded in that way yeah it got to me you know yeah um well, your price range attracts a different client, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you have low prices, you're attracting people who have low funds. Mm-hmm. And when you provide a quality service, 
even if the price is higher, like you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. And people that have money know that. So, of course, they're going to flock to somebody. Like if I were to hire a photographer for an event Mm -hmm. and I were to get three quotes, I would get rid of the first quote that's the lowest altogether. I Mm -hmm. wouldn't even look at them. I wouldn't even care what their work looked like because you don't value yourself enough to charge me, you know, a medium price. So I mm-hmm. I know you're not going to take it as seriously as somebody who knows that their price is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I was proud of you when you did that because <laughs> that, I mean, that's a big step, like, because mm-hmm. you're jumping out into the unknown. Mm-hmm. You don't know how your clients are going to react, but it worked, didn't it? It did. It did. Now, I will say one thing, one aspect about, like, our environment that I really love and I wish that, you know, other businesses would – take a hold of it is the fact that you know there is almost a feeling of unexpected every day not bad unexpected yeah. but good and unexpected um like with the t-shirt contests that we do <laughs> we did we designed t-shirts for like every season and every holiday and stuff i wasn't expecting that that was a little overwhelming because everyone came to me and seth because we do photoshop <laughs> but yeah. you know it was I like the fact that it was creative and that we're not just, you know, come in, sit at your desk, get to work, clock out, go home. Yeah. That's boring. Yeah. Yes. Like I like the fact that the sales team digs in lucky charms. They struggle to find them <laughs> yeah. them charms, but they dig in it. And I talk about it all the time, but my favorite thing that we have ever done it was called the box at Halloween. <laughs> And actually, the room that we're in is the room that the box was in. And that thing has low-key given me PTSD because every time I step in this room, before I turn the light on, it's like I still see the plastic hanging up on the wall and the animatronics that was sitting like in that corner. I think it was like someone from an insane asylum or something like that. And I just love that, almost like that freedom, Mm -hmm. that creativity. I love, you know, the fact that you could come in and we'll do squats down the hall you can come in we'll be bobbing for apples one day Mm -hmm. which i don't recommend doing (laughs) (laughs) do not be the last person to do that man we had our head in so much backwash i don't want to think about that can we also mention the fact that everybody ate sticks of butter yes unsalted butter yeah i couldn't eat i i Shortly after that, one night, I wanted some. I wanted IHOP, so I got some pancakes. You made sure their butter was salted, didn't you? I put them. They didn't. There was supposed to be syrup with it. I made sure. I said to have syrup. (laughs) There was no syrup, just butter. Mm. I put the butter on the pancake, went to eat it, and it was a no go. Yeah. But Robert's right. It's it's a lot of unexpectedness coming in every day, and it's like. It's very fun, like, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, you know, it kind of starts at the top, and, like, you know, Chrissy, you, like, your energy is, like, you, I've never seen, at least I don't, as far as I know, I've never seen you on a bad day, like, you're kind of always, like, smiling, kind of, like, always energetic, or, I don't, I wouldn't, maybe not energetic, but, like, you're never not, Help me out, Robert. Give me. <laughs> I never not. Um, it seems like when you do have a bad day, you don't show it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so 
there's a big difference in what goes on in my personal life versus what goes on up here. Mm-hmm. And unless I'm like upset or, you know, stressed out about something here, I'm never going to bring that here because like my role is different from what it is at my house. So like before I get to work in the morning, like when I hit the parking lot, my role goes from, you know, wife, mom, dog owner, you know, all the other things to like, hey, I'm at work. My job here is to set a good example for everybody at the office. And if I'm not doing that, I can't expect everybody else to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm here. I have a smile on my face. And, and I kind of control how my day goes from there. So, you know, if I want the day at work to, to be a good day, I have to make sure that it's a good day. And I have to do things to make it a good day. Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing opposite of that like if I'm having an attitude with anybody or frowning or like you know whatever the case may be then I'm how can I expect my day to go any different if I'm putting in action that leads to you know being miserable now I will admit there are some times and I I can read people Mm -hmm. for the most part there are some days I will come in and literally okay for those that have never been in our office before when you walk in towards the hallway literally the first office that you see is Chrissy's office mm-hmm. <laughs> and so while I'm clocking in I just turn and say good morning there's some days you say good morning and I can tell you're very cheerful and happy stuff is good but then yeah. there's some days you'll still say good morning in a happy tone but in the back of my mind I'm like today's not one of those <laughs> yeah. fool around day yeah yeah <laughs> like you've never had like attitude or anything but it's just I can tell some days it's like Today is going to be a work day. Yeah, like, let's get to work. And, you know, we're, that's what we're here to do. Uh, and on days where the workload is heavier, like, that's, I know that we're, that's what we're in for. So mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, if I if I start the day off joking around and playing and being sidetracked and distracted on a day where there's a lot of work that needs to take place, then the next day is going to suck mm-hmm. because I didn't get my work done from today and now I'm behind. So, you know, it's, it's just a matter of managing your time and managing what you're putting out there so that you can stay on track and stay, you know, where you need to be at with your goals and, and not distract other people too. I think that's a big thing with a team like this. Like everybody is you know, loud and energetic and type A kind of personality. So characters. Yeah. And it's really easy to be the distraction, even though, you know, maybe you have all your stuff done and you're where you need to be. Um, that doesn't mean everybody else is either. And and it's real hard to to kind of balance like what you're what you're bringing in to you and your your space versus what you're putting out there. So um yeah, I tried I tried to to have the same good morning every morning, Robert. You do, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I can just, I can tell some yeah. days. And I realized we didn't give a backstory to what Seth was talking about. Chrissy had us doing Fear Factor last year. Well, not had us. We volunteered to do it. Oh, but she, yeah. we signed waivers. <laughs> waivers it. were aside. So my favorite holiday is Halloween. And... um Christmas is Christmas has a close second. I love Christmas with my family, but for the office, Halloween is is number one. So we've always done crazy stuff for Halloween, and we've mentioned two things so far that I would just like to 
give y'all a little bit of story on because I know <laughs> that y'all don't even know the story. So Fear Factor has been an October thing uh, for a long time now. And it literally started off like this table actually that we're on today. This is the table that we started off on and everybody got gathered around it and they could not use their hands. So they had to keep their hands behind their back and they were blindfolded. And I would put these like little cupcake things, wrappers, uh, in front of them for each round, and they would have to eat whatever was in it. And so it was like easy stuff, like peeled grapes, you know, like just the texture. Like it was just little stuff like that. And like whoever won, you know, made it through the last round would get $100. Um, Over time, that has transformed into something (laughs) so much crazier than peeled grapes. grapes. Um, (laughs) Because the sales team was like, we're not doing none of that for a hundred dollars. Like you're gonna have to up the ante if you want us to put any of that <laughs> in our mouth. So like I'm like, okay, fine, five hundred dollars it is, but you're gonna have to earn it, you it's know. So now nasty. it's like, yeah. you know, sticks of butter, I, which I was not expecting that to take anybody out. Honestly, like that was no, that was round one because. Like, y'all should have made it past that. I would have made it past that, but we had a time limit. (laughs) Yeah. So what it was for me is that, like, okay. It's gross. That's what it was. It It tastes like solid flavor. (laughs) It was just, like, putting just. Gunk in your teeth. Yeah, that's gross. I I almost threw up, but I, I didn't. I just. Yeah. yeah. Well, now it's it's disgusted. I mean, a stick of butter doesn't even sound that bad, but then there'll be like, you know, blended up gorgonzola <laughs> cheese and cilantro and baby food all together and stuff. Like it, it's gross. I would never ever <laughs> put any of that stuff in my mouth, and I definitely make everybody sign a waiver because you never know, and I don't want anybody going into like anaphylactic shock in front of me or something so and if you're um, pregnant you're not allowed to participate right yeah 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 any non-health issues you're just you're disqualified um also the box so the box really started off as a box literally just like a a box yeah so i made a four foot by four foot pvc pipe um thing like a, a cube you know and it was like eight foot tall um Covered it up in like black blackout curtains in the middle of the office, and I put like a tote in it, and it had those like magic water beads, mm-hmm. and then you know there'd be like the spiffs inside of it, so everybody'd have to go in the little curtain thing and dig in there to get their spiff. So it was literally like a, a little box in the middle of the office. So the next year it grew to an eight by eight foot box. Still doesn't take up a lot of space. We just kind of put it in a corner. Um, and each year it has just got out of control because I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> like after Halloween, I go buy a bunch of animatronic and and just crazy props on clearance. Like I don't already have a whole warehouse full of them. And we just make it top the year before. So now it has grown to a whole... I don't even know how, ex- how big is this room? Like 30 by 20 or something? It's huge. It's crazy. It's, it's like a experience. maze. Yeah, it's like a whole haunted <laughs> house now. So. 
And yeah. it's funny you mentioned that because one of the Halloween decorations actually kind of scared me yesterday. Okay. Because <laughs> I went to get this table and I didn't mm. see it. it was like a head sitting on a shelf. <laughs> And I just turned and there it was. And I was not prepared for it. <clears throat> I almost let go of the table I was holding. Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad that the scares keep on scaring. Oh, yeah. All year long. All year. I'm grateful, though. And I think we can close with this for the first episode. I'm grateful at the fact that I got to go in the box and actually scare people as they came in. Mm, yeah. You made it, a good it. She has this six-foot animatronic it. And it just so happened, I'm 6'4", I was able to fit into the costume. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, the first time I saw that it, I did not know that it moved. Mm-hmm. And it was the day that I was coming in to do it for the first time. And I was following you around. So all the lights and stuff were on. Yeah. And we turned this corner and I didn't know it was standing there. And I saw it like I had heard that he was in there, but right. I had just never made it to that part. And so I'm following you. We're talking about what we're going to do. And first I see it and it startled me a little bit. Then I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I knew it would talk. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're talking. His eyes light up. It said something. And I'm in a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I see him move towards me and I almost took off. (laughs) I forget when I go in there with people. Like every year I take part in building it. Uh, you know, I design everything. I put together the props. So I know where everything is and I'm so nonchalant about it. Like I'll just walk in there and like the, the things don't even face me and I forget that they're, they're scary. You know what I mean? Like I forget that it's terrifying to other people. Like my kids have tried to come in with the lights on and everything and they're like, no, absolutely not. No. So I mean, like, I was okay until he moved forward. Yeah. And that's when I, it, it threw me off. Yeah. Well, bit. he's huge. Yes. He's, like, he's big. It's a, a life-size yeah. it. Yeah. But it was hilarious, scaring folks, them tearing stuff off the walls, breaking walls. Yeah. <laughs> Numerous times I had to bring a ladder in here. And, like, mm-hmm. the way she has it set up, it literally looks like an episode of Dexter with just black plastic all over the walls. Yeah. And some days... Our sales crew gets scared to the point where they tear the plastic down. Just run through the wall. <laughs> they do that. Well, we're going to wrap things up here. That's all we have for this first episode of How to Be a Boss. Thank you guys so much for listening. It just has like a quick recap for everything that we've talked about outside of Fear Factor and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind that your work environment, it starts at the top. Like the vibe that your office sets, the the mood and like the way your employees and everyone acts, it starts at the top. If they see you, you know, cheerful, if they see you, uh, even on a bad day being like motivated and ready to get things started, it will trickle down. And it's also important to be creative and to have fun at work. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to laugh. We do that all the time. We laugh at Seth all the time. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) What's different? (laughs) But like I said, just it all starts from the top. And I feel like Frazier and I'm like wrapping up his radio show. Stop it. Nobody's going to get that reference unless they're over 30. Yeah, I didn't get that reference. Yeah. But anyway, that's all we have for this episode of How to Be a Boss. Be sure to check in with us next week. It's going to be a new episode every Monday. It's going to be on Spotify, 
maybe Amazon Music Unlimited. I think they host podcasts as well. Anywhere you find a podcast, we're going to be there. So check us out next week. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll check you out next. Well, you won't. We won't check you out. You'll hear us next check time. Us out. <laughs>